Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, the world's largest inventory of Shungite products and energy devices, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order. Visit us at mysticalwares.com. All orders over $100 will automatically receive a free one-ounce bag of small Shungite nuggets. Teaching. Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Turn away from disaster, horizon side. Choose your heart as a master. Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 2nd, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And this is actually a recording. I didn't do this live because the first few minutes of the live program got screwed up on both recorders. So we came in. We started the show. A little bit's missing, but you didn't miss anything. And this is me referencing the show that Walt was on in the Shungite show earlier in the day. So, anyway, I thought it was an awesome show. Anybody that missed it, it's the Shungite show that was on. Uh, well, it'll be playing right after this show, and it's um, I'll get it up on, you know, in the archives and everything. But Walt really went into discussing the um, the Cloudbuster, who we have called Eagle. <laughs> because you know the, the saga regarding me trying to get this thing. Well, when I finally got it, I messaged them, the Eagle has landed. <laughs> Tell the people because the people will really appreciate this. The story is that there's a reason these things happen to Nancy Hopkins, and it's because she's a professional writer. So everything that hap- to happens to her will turn up in a story somewhere. So that's why these things happen, so that she can actually write about it, and you you get your, the message of and the significance of what happened and how it happened and why it happened. So I think you should share that story. It's not like you're not going to spend six hours talking about it. Well, but it, I think it's it, 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 it was a bizarre story because, of course, the story starts out with Walt sending the thing in UPS, and we discussed it. What's the better way, UPS or the mail? Well, UPS, definitely UPS, because it was such a, a heavy item. Well, it's two boxes. Lock eyes full of thieves and so on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the the Opalaka, which is the center for the mail down here in South Florida, has a reputation of packages disappearing. And I can attest to this. I've lost Shungite shipments. You could track them to Miami, and all of a sudden, oh, no, we don't know where it is. And I had one of them sent back all the way to Czechoslovakia. Wrong address. We don't We don't have any. What do you mean it's a wrong address? It's my address. I've lived here for 35 years. I mean, just really crazy stuff. So, anyway, it didn't get here because the road was tore up and the guy wouldn't go around the block to where it was open. And the next thing I know, i got to go pick it up in Hialeah, which is a half an hour away, and not really wanting to do this at all because I'd had such a bad time about it, you know, 20 years ago. And I don't forget. 
<laughs> people there were just, oh my God, it was so unorganized. So, and now they got my my yard all, the road all tore up, and yes, you can get through it, but there's a big ditch in the front of my yard, and I'm like, ah, oh, this just doesn't feel right. So I said to Sandy, my best friend there, and I said, hey, do you have um, anybody, because she works with uh, with uh, a senior citizens that helps people out that are seniors. I said, do you have anybody that drives people places? Yes, yes. So this guy, Sean, with a truck who didn't want, you know, nonstop talker, just like me. It was an interesting conversation we had. Blah, 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 blah. And um, so we go on over there, and, you know, it's we find the place easy enough with these GPSs, and we go on in there. Oh, they're closed. Why are they closed? Well, they closed. This is a UPS center for South Florida. They close between 12 and 4. Why? <laughs> so I never I never looked at the time like that. I mean, normally... It's a long lunch hour. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at it, you know, and it said it's opened at whatever time. And, you know, then you kind of look at the closing and that's, you know, 9 o'clock or something, you know. Who would have imagined in the middle of the day they would have shut down for four hours? So now I've got this guy. I've paid this guy to drive me over there. And I really now am appreciating the fact that he's got a truck and he's a guy. And he's got a hand cart. You know, me by myself, I would have really struggled. But he agrees to go back. And um, I paid him some more. But we go over back over there. And it was like... It, it, there was an angel there. He just was, you know, like, let me help you out here. <laughs> and they found it and everything, and then I took it home. And he got it out of this truck and hand-carted it right over to where I was going to build it. So I don't know how that's going to make it into a story, you know, sometime, but we never know, do we? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how it got here, and... Um, it wasn't until the next day that I actually opened up the packages. And i got to tell you, I, I was in, well, I've been in doing shipping with the Shungite, but before that I was doing shipping with all sorts of parts going out, parts coming in. I mean, it was always, I was always shipping something. And in Florida, or at least in Miami, we used to call the UPS the round box guys. You know, a box is supposed to be square, but you never see it from UPS. They were always round. Corners were broken. Boxes never looked like they... They looked like they they threw them down a stairwell, you know? One day, the UPS guy comes in, and he's got this package, and he's got it in his hands, and he walks into the office backwards. And then he quickly... And as he's turning, he's putting it down so I can't see what the box looks like because it's now... My desk is, is blocking it. And I looked at him, and I said, uh... uh we got a problem with that box and he looks at me with a really you know shitty grin and goes well maybe and i look at it and that sucker was just like like a round ball of of what started out with a box now luckily in that one nothing was was gone but uh, yeah the round box people so i get to this i see these boxes come out from when, when i picked them up and i was like stunned they were perfectly square i mean it was like they didn't. They looked like Walter dropped them off in a car, you know. And I just went over and picked them up. They didn't look like they traveled at any anywhere. And then I get them out there in that yard, and I'm. 
he calls me and he says, you know, you need a knife to cut that because I glued it. <laughs> and he was, I find all, it's, it's all, it's all square because he's glued everything together. It's like, yeah, I had to cut it on open. And it was uh, two boxes, like I say. And so let me get that picture up in the chat like we did earlier today and show you what the, uh, what the, well, I should have loaded up all those pictures. We could have had a good time, but I'm just going to give you the one that I've got happens to be here. Um, so oh, we get. Hey. I'm what? sorry. I didn't know I was unmuted. I muted. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, but you weren't being very noisy, so I just let it go. I was being kind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being kind. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to be kind. I didn't yell at you, because then you yell at me for yelling at you, and it's not, you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, the second time when you asked me if I got feelings from the box, uh huh. I told you, yes, I feel fresh air. Right. And it, that's what... One of the other people you were asking basically said too. Oh, I think it was Jean. She said something close to it. Happy. She said it felt happy. Yes, exactly. It, yeah. So I put in chat the picture of Shiloh with the um, the eagle. And um, G. Walt, do you want to tell the story about how you built it again, so that people can know that on this show? The Shungite show has a different audience than Cosmic Reality. Some people are the same, yes. But um, it's interesting to see that, that there is different audiences for the different shows. So you want to <clears throat> step through it like you did this morning? Uh, sure. Um, do we need to give a, a background story on Cloudbusters and their purpose? No, this this show knows it. No. Okay. Just the, so just, we want just the want to go straight up. Yeah, just the uh, so. Did you put a picture on the? Yes, the same one we had up this morning. I've got up again. Shiloh with the uh, eagle. Okay. Okay. The <clears throat> there are differences with this unit because they're. Uh, this is structurally different enough that there are, for example, the first distance, the first difference that someone will notice is that normally as Don Craft set up this, these um, cloud busters, he made the, um, some people make the cloud busters where the pipes are permanent. I myself choose to make the pipes removable, so transporting it and moving it is much better than trying to transport something that's an entire unit. Very difficult. So he designed the original machine with uh, with five um, five pipe um, I mean five foot segments of pipe. It's depending on the person. Some some choose six feet on the pipes and uh, the segments are five feet uh, plus one foot on the base, so you end up with a total of six feet. But this didn't want to be out of, for some reason, it didn't want to be that long, so it's, I started asking questions with a pendulum, and it turns out it's because the the base is so active, because the, the base is not just sitting there passive, uh, 
flowing uh, organ out of the of the of the resin simply by virtue of the of the polarity of the pipes because the, the pipes have to be doused and the, the bottom of the pipe is negative the top is positive so em, embedded in the, being embedded better in the resin the pipe is constantly flowing out of it is the organ charge in the resin but I went one step further. I wanted to make it stronger. So what I did is by uh, incorporating the principles of the slim spurling technology, you'll see uh, on each base segment, there's like a, like, like a spiral wrapping of um, a number eight copper wire. Uh, what happens is the polarity on the wire is the opposite on that that's on the that's on the pipe whereas the whereas the pipe top end is positive the top end of the wires is negative so what it's actually doing is like it, it's a constant circulation uh, organ goes up the pipe and then it goes down that spiral up no up and that's so it's constantly moving it's like a little like a little motor and by putting the four, the three foot segments on top of those base ones you're achieving a, a longer range on how far is projecting this this organ. Uh, the the other parts, the other elements, and the in the anatomy of it, um, it took something like I want to say five or six uh, layers of resin. You can't because of the nature of resin, you can't cast it even on such a big container. As one single piece, it would be lovely if you could do that. Just cast it as one big giant piece. But all you're going to do is you're going to achieve a tremendous amount of heat, and the resin is going to end up cracking. So what what I I, I doubt as to what was the safe amount of thickness that I was able to cast on the on the container uh, without it cracking. So I was able to to determine that. Um, one inch thicknesses, one inch thicknesses in the, of the layer of each layer of resin would be safe. And so every time I would cast a layer of resin, the the resin has um, shungite powder, silver saturated shungite powder, and amethyst powder. Uh, some of the layers are different in in uh, mineral content because some have uh, some layers have Amethyst powder, uh, rose quartz powder, um, what was the other, labradorite. Well, labra, um, it didn't, according to the, the pendulum, it didn't want any labradorite in the resin. What the, uh, the labradorite powder ended up at the base of each of, each of the eight pipes in the base. And it, I thought I needed to fix the powder by putting a little resin at the base of each pipe. But it said no, it, the powder had to be loose. So I had to, <laughs> I cut the fingers on on rubber gloves and use them as little plugs in each of the pipes. So when I sent the unit to Nancy, each of the pipes has at the end has like a rubber finger. So at least if, if the thing gets jostled around, the powder won't be falling outside the pipe. So once she got it, she all she had to do was take out those pieces of uh, rubber gloves. 
um, so that you could plug in the top segments of the pipe. L- l- let me uh, let me give a better better picture of this rubber glove thing. Dolly's pro- <laughs> Dolly's probably starting to roll on the ground now. It looked okay. It, well, you know, I mean, it looked a little. <laughs> I, okay, so so he's got. I get this thing out of the box, and on and you see the, basically above the black tape in the picture, you know, by a little bit is where the connector comes, where you put the the tall ones into the to the base. So I got the base, and there's plastic on top of it. And the first thing about that was very interesting was that I was talking to to Gene Rockefeller, and. and no, it wasn't Gene. I was messaging somebody, sending pictures. I think maybe Dolly. That was when I was sending pictures or something. Yes, because I took pictures of the box so that I had a picture of the square box. I hardly ever see these. And I took the phone and I stuck it on top of the plastic that was covering those pipes sticking up there. And I didn't. I wasn't even thinking. It was very stupid. So about 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes later, I looked and I saw it and I went, oh, that's not good. And I take this this phone that when I walked out there had at least eighty percent charge. It was down to ten percent. Now I don't know what caused that, but we'll talk about that. But then I pull the plastic off, and here's all these little condoms on top of this pipe. Eight little condoms. <laughs> and I start I start laughing like hell, you know. I'm going like I don't think these are condoms. And I remembered he said he'd cut the the things, you know. But it was just my little private joke about, oh, well, if I ever need a condom, I'll just get a rubber glove out. Now I know how, you know, <laughs> this is probably packaged, you know, make people save a lot of money with rubber gloves versus condoms. It well, was me. You were talking. It was you. you it was you. So, so, yesterday, so yesterday I do the wash, and apparently I'd taken the condoms and stuck them in my pocket because I get in this wash and all of a sudden there's all these little blast uh, rubber things saying so what the why have I got condoms in my watch why didn't you throw them out <laughs> well, well because I didn't want to throw them in the yard I forgot I, you know because oh, yeah, they, yeah. and because they were so yeah. light you know I hit my pockets nothing's in the pockets yeah a bunch of these little rubber things <laughs> so so yes and but inside that what he's saying is inside that is the is the powder he didn't put the so it's loose powder in there and that's what he did why he did it so anyway i get it i put it together and then i took this picture and um a few other pictures that i'll probably yeah, so, so what's what, another thing that's different about the base is where are things so you if you you if you you can see the top of the base okay then you have a circle made by these eight pipes so outside the circle of pipes on inside the base where the the resin is are all the mineral specimens all around where the pipes in the space between the pipe and the edge of the base so you have all the specimens you have the pipe stone uh, uh, quartz stones the two vogel quartz points um, you have all these uh, mineral specimens, and I was telling Nancy that of all the specimens that I carried to incorporate into the Cloudbuster, there were three that I had to leave outside because when I asked them, "Do you want to be part of this of this Cloudbuster?" I got no. All the others, I got yes. They wanted to be there. Uh, these three, no, they didn't want to be there. Okay, I said fine. So once 
So the, the minerals are part of the base, and then uh, after after the first after the first layer of resin, all the other subsequent layers in the space between the eight pipes, where the eight pipes draw a circle, that space is filled with uh, steel springs. So that's that's what com- that's what completes the image of of um, organite because organite is the mixture of metal shavings or metal fragments or metal pieces. In this case, it's uh, steel springs of multi- uh, a whole slew of different sizes of springs and the resin. Because what happens is where where the resin is attracting organ, the metal springs are making it circulate and pushing it out. So that circulation of moving organ is being given by that combination. The only thing is, in this case, it's more it's more than that because each layer has both uh, shungite and uh, amethyst powder. So this whole thing is filled with an amethyst powder and shungite. Uh, not too much shungite, so the, the resin is dark, but it's not opaque. That's why I wanted Nancy to see if she could see the... Um, the gold leaf on top of the uh, metal springs, because the final the, the final layer that's what it has. It has gold. I have a, I had a whole well had no, not anymore a whole bag of gold leaf. So that's now part of the of that metal. So that's uh, inside. It's part of the cloudbuster. So you have silver in the silver saturated shungite, and you have gold leaf in the in the metal springs. So I, I guess it it needed the the final ingredient, which was the nectar. I actually put up a picture, so we're looking down into the resin itself, and <clears throat> I did. I forgot to say to you that I did see the gold on top. It's just I couldn't see oh. any deeper than the gold. Yeah, you know, yeah, you can't see any deeper because it, it's uh, the resin is kind of opaque. It's dark because of the shungite that's in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now, I also have a picture up here that I wanted to show you simply because it's up there. I'll talk about the nectar in a minute. Um, In this picture, we have... Okay, when the the first picture you see, and you've got the the cloud buster, and then beyond the cloud buster, there's something. You can see, you know, something behind it. That's what we're looking at in this uh, third picture. And what's on top of that is... um, an amethyst geode, a huge one. I mean, this thing is like probably 13, 14 inches tall. And I wanted to point this out because if you look at this really closely, it looks like a human heart. And the weird thing is, well, there's a lot of weird things about this, but when I first got it, somebody gifted it to me, and the entire white quartz around it was all blue. All the blue in the heart was dyed that they just dye the they dye the the face of the of the quartz. So you had all this blue on the where the quartz is, there wasn't none of this pure quartz look to it. And over the years this blue all came to the middle of the quartz and created this very detailed you can blow it up and you'll see it's a detailed look and it looks like, you know, the a heart. A heart. And there's a whole story about that. 
We'll see if we talk about that. But it's just an amazing piece. And the things that are out there, I found uh, when I was digging the hole to put this thing in there, there was uh, Jean Rockefeller, one of her um, organite things. I think it was Jean, maybe not. But, oh, man, i I got to show this picture because this, this, this thing, I'd forgotten all about that, actually. Let me see, is it here? Did I take that picture and send it to you? The one where, um, well, maybe it's not there. I'll have to look for it, and I'll tell you about it in a minute. But it was a, it was a, because I did send it to you. I know I did, Walt. That carving thing. You know that weird rock I found. There's a piece that looks that looks like an Indian thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not seeing it. I don't know where I put that. Anyway. I'll find that, and I'll put it up there. So as I was digging around, I was finding all sorts of weird things to set the, because I had to set the base in there to begin with. And that that whole area is, okay, it starts out, it starts out with the, if you look at the back of it, you're going to see that there is, like, scaffolding. Okay, and that's the metal type of scaffolding that, um, what am I doing now? I'm doing what? That that type of, that scaffolding was pieces that they had me, I come home from work, and this is when I was working, midnight to eight, and I get this voice in my head, you got to build something, go to the back of the yard, and I live on an acre of yard. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of moaning and groaning. What do I got to build? And what are you taking me out here for? And and they led me to a pile of scaffolding, which is the stuff that you'll build in front of a building to you know to do outside work on it and stuff. And I I knew it was out there. I just hadn't really thought about it in years because there was a, there was others like a cement mixer was out there and other things. So I and they want me to to put this thing on the other side of the yard. You know, not the not the whole acre. It's a narrow. I mean, it's it's narrow, but I'm it's narrow but very long. But you know, in, on the other side, not the ends. And so it wasn't that bad. But it's still, I don't know about. Let me see. There was three pieces on each end, so that's six. And there was four, eight. So tw- you know, four and eight is ten. So there was ten of these things that I had to drag on over there. And if you look at that first picture where we're looking at. Um, the, sh- the the Shiloh in in it you'll see that the scaffold some the end pieces that end piece is the only one that is still there um and this was all built I got to tell you it, w- it was built over years like a decade or more more than a decade because the first time we ever went out to this particular area was probably in 1993. We had been doing energy work in different areas, but all of a sudden, you got to go and build this scaffolding thing out here in the backyard, which we had never done any energy work. So I get this scaffolding up. I have no idea at all what I'm, you know, I'm just following the guides in my head. So I get it done, and it took hours, and I finally can go into the house, and I go in, and I collapse I sleep for a few hours I don't know how long I get up you know do little things around the house 
And then I sit down, and I've got this book that I was reading, and it was called The Keys of Enoch. It's called The Keys of Enoch. Very strange book. But um, So it was sitting there in front of me, and I said, well, let me read a little bit more on this. And I opened up the book to the page that I had last seen, and I flipped it. And when I flipped it, there was a diagram of what I had just built. Same same structure, completely. I mean, it was like, what? And under the, the, the photo, or this, this drawing, schematic, was the words Merkaba. And at that time, I didn't even really appreciate the, you know, what they were referencing. So this area became known as the Merkaba. And then they later came in, and they had us, it took three of us to do this one. Uh, Peter and Curtis come on over and I said guys we got to build this thing and I know it's going to sound like a crazy ass thing but this is what, what the guides are telling me we need to do we had to take and build a 20 foot diameter circle out of copper and on top of that we put a um, an Egyptian four sided the dimensions of the, of the Great Pyramid in Egypt and that went up 10 feet, so the eight, you know the, the legs were putting it up. The, the legs were 10 feet. And then we had to raise this thing on legs that start out at 10. Four feet went in the ground and six feet. So the guys had to duck when they, when they walked in this thing. Um, and we had this, this enormous, I mean, it was like when you've got a pyramid, like any structure of pyramid, there is an energetic reflection that is below it so it always sort of makes a well I don't know when you have the four sides it's not a tetrahedon what is it? Equal, uh, uh, equilibrium? no Walt help me out here what do you, what do you, talk, what, the, the, what do you mean? Uh, when you've got a four sided Egyptian pyramid what do they call that? just four sided uh, Egyptian pyramid? well no it should be an octahedron okay Okay, yeah. Okay. It's four four faces above, four faces below. That's an octahedron. Okay, got it. So in this particular structure, we were working in the energetics, you know, the reflection energy. So it was a different energy than even if you were in the middle of a pyramid. So that they, that's what they had us build above us. And, and it's, it was all welded together. Curtis was a welder. You know, he came over with this whatever and, you know, put well, it together. Well, sorry, I have to interrupt you, but why did you take it apart? Because they told me to. Oh. Yeah, there was a problem. Well, okay. So, 20, two, 2000 comes along. And everything stopped. All, all of the... Um, all of the people that were coming to, you know, was, I'd have anywhere between three, two, one, but up to 20, 24 people would come out here. Like when we had the uh, Jupiter got hit by the by the uh, Shoemaker-Levy Comet, okay? Um, we were out there for every single hit, some of us. Like I say, up to 24 and then, you know, a couple of times, because it would be in the middle of the day or some weird thing, you know. Um, but it was so astounding to see what happened with the energies from, 
I don't know if, if, if the energies from something happened on Jupiter were as powerful in other places, but because we were working within this energetic thing that was being made, um, it was an astounding experience that we had, you know. Um, so after 2000, everybody sort of went their own ways. All the energy work really stopped. And because nothing was happening out here, I wasn't really paying any attention. And that whole structure got overrun with bougainvillea uh, plants. And those got the horns, on, the horns on it. And, you know, it was just completely covered with vines and everything. And, you know, I, one day they said, okay, take it down. And I'm going like, take it down? Why do you want me to take it down? Don't you mean just clean it off? No. Take it down. And I said, okay, well, you don't know how many times I got hit with those thorns <laughs> taking that down. So I don't know why that happened. But then again, I took it down, and no energy work was being done for years until I ended up, Lee Brown, she sent me a link, and she said, I think there's, uh, she said, I think you need to see whatever's on this link. And so I went there, and it was a link to um, uh, Matthew Ward and his mom, Cindy. And I didn't really resonate with that, but there was another link that just popped off the page to me, and it was to Jack the Watcher and Gene. And I emailed Jean after reading what she, had, what she and Jack had put together and told her how much, how, how much it, I appreciated what she was saying. It was just amazing information. And that um, I, you know, applauded her for her courage to be able to step out and say, my horse is talking to me and he's got messages to you. That took a lot of courage to do that because she wasn't, you know, a lifelong out there doing woo-woo stuff at all. She's a dental hygienist. So, but anyway, that's how Jean and I got together was over that specific, you know, route. And why am I telling you that story? Um, uh, oh, okay, oh, because, oh, okay, okay, got it, I got it. So when I met Jean, that's when they had me start working in this area again, doing energy work. And... On the, you know, when they, when, when, like a, an eclipse was happening or it was one of the equinoxes, or we would get, you know, prompting to do something. So I would work in this Merkabah area, and Jean would work up wherever she was in Pennsylvania. Sometimes it was with Jack on the farm, sometimes not. And we were doing, you know, uh, sy synchronizing energy work at both places because the grid line that this is on runs all the way to Jean's uh, in Pennsylvania. So that's when it started up again. But then, you know, things happened and we weren't doing any energy work. And so it was just, you know, sitting there. I mean, you couldn't see the glass. It was all covered. You couldn't hardly, if I didn't know things were there, I wouldn't know things were there. So I had to clean it all off and, you know, get it going again. Now, Underneath the glass, see that thing that looks like water is not water, it's glass. Underneath there is a grid system made of 10-gauge uh, copper wire, and they I don't even know how many feet of it, lots and lots of it, because the grid is as wide as the bricks and as long 
as the bricks. So, and it goes back and forth and back and forth and does weird things, and I couldn't even tell you what it is. It was like one of the weirdest things I've ever done. And so this this wire was just laying on the top of the ground in this, you know, weird pattern that they had me make. And I said, well, this isn't going to last very long like this, you know. And it was like, don't worry, don't worry. And a few days later, I'm driving home, and on the side of the road is a pile of glass bricks. The ones you've seen, some of them. That, that, that's just, that was maybe a, a, an eighth of how many bricks were there. I, I mean, I had so many bricks in my, in my car. Well, no, probably more like a, a quarter. But I had so many bricks in my, my man, I was afraid I was going to break the axle. I left some there because I couldn't put any more in. I was, it was really, I mean, you could see the whole car was like being affected by this. And those things go at that time $3.69 because I had priced them one day when I was in Home Depot. But here's a whole pile on the side of the road. And they had me take this and put that glass over that, uh, over that uh, copper wire. So then Curtis gets involved in it again. And exactly where you see the, the eagle is sitting. Well, we dug down. Now, at the time, remember, you got a, a circle around you, above you, of copper, and you've got the pyramid above that, and that was right under the apex of the pyramid. So we were, he, he brought over this amazing copper uh, geometric form that he, he had built. Uh, I don't even, we should have taken pictures, but I never even thought about it at the time. Um, and, and we dig, dug down three feet, and then we put this device in there and covered it all up. So he built a second one and went to Bimini. And Bimini is 50 miles off the coast of Florida. It's actually the top of the highest mountain on the island of Pisidia, which was the largest island when the continent of, see, the continent of Atlantis actually was broken up into five islands. And one of the islands was Poseidon, where Bimini is. The sticking up is the mountain that uh, was uh, the highest mountain. It was a sacred mountain on, Bim- on uh, Poseidon. And he went there, and he built. He uh, he went out to where they think maybe the Fountain of Youth is. You know, um, it's a spring. There's a lot of magical things about Bimini. And um, he went out and he dug a hole three feet down and put the twin of the one that's right sitting underneath. The, the eagle now and there were there were just so many I mean it was like I realized after I talked to Walt about this to begin with that they were doing another addition to the energy grid so we get this all together and Jean's looking at it and she says something's missing something's missing so I said could it be nectar and she said yeah maybe so the next morning I went out and I took it apart. Now, it, it was moving. It was definitely the energies were moving. And I took it apart, and I kind of was like, oh, should I take this apart? It's already working, you know. I said, well, I need to get the nectar in there. And at the top, I could, now, I, initially I was thinking I'll just pour the nectar down the, the top of the, the four-foot pipe or three-foot pipe. But no, because on the top of that, he's put mesh so that the bugs don't go in there (laughs) so i had to take it apart and so i'm sitting there and i pull off the first one 
And it was, and I, I always ask, you know, I move really slow when I'm doing this kind of energy work. And I said, okay, which pipe do you want me to start with? You know, how do you want this done? And so they give me, it's actually the, um, okay, if you look, well, Walt, it was the one next to the one that was bending in the most, you know, the, the thing. It was like, okay. So, and I, I went around, I went um, counterclockwise. Uh, I was going around clockwise. So I pull off the pipe and I lay it down. And then I take the teaspoon in this powder. And this powder is called nectar. And it's, it's uh, I've talked about it before. It's something that is made with probably 24 uh, different gems, gemstones, hard stones, um, and also uh, elixirs. And it was in a gallon of water that had been unopened. I opened it up, put this stuff in there, and then it just stayed overnight in the vortex on the yard. And that stuff became nectar. And nectar taught me what to do or how how to look at shungite, because everything that nectar did, shungite does. This stuff was really really magical. I mean. Shungite does more, but because I've asked it to do more, I'm n- I don't know what the limits of the of the nectar could have been. But I will tell you that um, there was all sorts of weird things about it. I mean, we went through a series of of testing this out, and we were able to take the charge from the water and actually charge nectar uh, talc powder with it. Because the talc has a, a molecular structure of a double te- tetrahedon with the bases together. And it acted like a battery. could hold the energy from the water. And it's stable. I mean, it never discharged. It's never in, in you know, 25 years discharged. And so when you got the nectar in the powder, it gives you a lot more flexibility to be able to do different things. And that's how I started learning about the mad, the true magic of how you can manipulate the 3D if you're working in, within the concept of enterology, the study of energy. Because that's what they were putting me through with the nectar. So I went out there and I had the, the powder of talc and I put a third of a teaspoon you know, into the first pipe. And yes, it, this thing was, was cooking. It really was putting out quite a lot of energy. And as soon as the nectar hit it, it was like it shifted. It was like it did an octo higher. It was like, whoa. I mean, it was just, I said, oh, that's fun. And every single one of them after that, I had the same thing. Wherever the first, wherever it was at the time, it would increase when, and I don't know, increasing and decreasing, all that stuff doesn't seem to work with this. It just changes into a different frequency. And... Um, so, yes, the, the energy level when I added the nectar, and it probably they wanted that powder of the uh, labyrinth, they probably wanted that to actually engage with the shungite. I mean, the nectar, Walt. I've, wow. I've seen that before, where, where, you know, it's like you add the nectar to whatever you've got, and that thing goes into a much more pure state. It was like we we did some work for a, a company that was working with different smells. They would take these different smells. What they wanted this was this was this was the mission to find smells that if you put them into a mall, 
it would create in the human shoppers a particular reaction. Okay? So they wanted some one that would calm people down because they get in there, they're agitated, they're not wanting to do, you know, buy. <laughs> they want them to get a buy. So, uh, and, and we were able to enhance the, and do that. You know, they had a concoction of this stuff and, you know, they, they had gone through all of the different, you know, what makes people do certain things with aromatherapy. Okay, they'd done the aromatherapy and they give us these different vials. And they asked us, can we enhance these things? And we, we were, we were in, in, actually in the mall where I had a, 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 I was selling minerals and stuff. And my friends came over and so we're sitting in the little pizza thingy talking about this and playing with these things. And me, myself and Diane, we got snockered like we'd been drinking tequila. Because we kept mixing these things, you know, not mixing the, oh my God. So yeah, we had a lot of proof, but we also took this uh, nectar to the uh, Florida International University, which is a mile from me. We took it to their sports lab, and by that that time, we we were able to uh, put the charge into foam, foam, you know, like like this your shoes, the inner sole, mm-hmm. and. Because it's three, third, a third of foam is actually water. It starts out as water, and so the water would hold the charge, and then we we could take the the rubber and we could do all sorts of things. We had already by that time um, found out through testing with a medical doctor, MD, that somebody who's stressed out and you put them on a stress machine, I mean a stress monitor, and they're right after their work, you know, after five o'clock, stop by the sh- thing, blah blah blah. So, and, and they'd be all stressed out. You could see the metering of it. And then we'd give them these intersoles to put into their shoes. And within, like, a couple of minutes, they were completely balanced out. They didn't show any stress at all. So, based on that, we were able to get with the, with the sports lab and do a bunch of testing on the intersoles. And so, you'd have these kids, the athletes, and they would go through a series, a regime of... of Different exercises, and they were being measured at, the, at you know by the by the lab, and then they would put this inner soles in their sneakers, and even though they had already gone through it once, they were maxing it out. They were like tripling their stamina, their ability to do more, and so you know this kind of like was like oh okay, thank you very much. Well, that's when the partner that I was working with at this time, you know, got greedy. And he didn't tell me that he went to Nike, the, uh, you know, the shoemakers. And he goes to Nike, and so for a year, over a year, Nike had it being tested. You know, the inner soles. Does this do what this guy says? But he couldn't explain why. So Nike's problem was if you put this stuff in the shoes, you do get a superior athletic response. But how are we going to advertise this? Because this jerk doesn't seem to be able to explain it. And he was so greedy, he was kind of trying to cut me out, that he never told me what was happening. And I found out from his wife years later that this had actually gone down. 
So instead of going with Nectar, they went with uh, Air Jordan. <laughs> Nike did. Um, but it did, again, it's teaching me the full potential of what then became Shungite. Because I mean, I've got, I've still got the bottle. The the I took the plastic container. I've got a glass, you know, container, and I put the gallon in this glass container, and very little of it's come out. So it's basically a glass a container that's made of glass for a gallon of water. And I did this back in 1993, and it's still sitting in front of me, absolutely clear as a bell. I don't think there's, I think if it was tested out, it would test out to be very pure water. So um, I had the water, but again, working with water is a lot more difficult than working with the powder. So I put the powder in there, and I took a picture, and I sent it to, to, to Dolly and Jean, and Jean said, Oh, that's much happier. And Dolly said that it was like a breath of fresh air that came through. So, um, that's the story. Now, the other part of the story is all the, all the different experiences you're going to get from this. Because as it's expanding and growing, who knows what experiences you're going to have. I know. I know. <laughs> and because, well, because, again, okay, it's like we always talk about, gee, my fish tank's on. Is everybody okay with the fish tank on? I just realized it. Well, we're halfway through the show. We'll turn it off. At the half. Um, when, when, when I realized that, that, that this was not for protecting my house from floods, although it, it will do this, and we want to talk about that, but... Um, it was the concept that the guides, whoever's been building this grid system for, I mean, I was led to this property to caretake it. And whoever's making this grid system, they needed this device in there. Now, they could have easily manufactured it on their ET ship or whatever. I mean, but they need the witnessing. They need somebody in, in human form to engage with the concept. And, the, and it's all energy. You know, and it goes back to what you were saying in the earlier show, Walt, about the spacecraft that couldn't exist here because it. Could you explain that? Because this is it's a very critical kind of concept of how we engage our imagination to be able to change our reality. You know, the spacecraft that came what? in before Roswell. The one no. they crashed. Because it, it it got here and it wasn't a reality thing. Oh yeah, it uh, that I learned from uh, from a story from I think it was from Drumbala Melchisa that the problem that the uh, no I am correcting myself this if hold on a second let me see this story was told through. The agency of Carla Ruchert when they did the um, the Law of One, the raw material, and she was channeling this. It wasn't channeling because she was actually completely living. Living, she was um, vacating her body, and Ra was talking through her body. That's that's why she was expending so much energy on every session. Uh, she was actually losing, I think, five pounds of weight every session they had because it, so much energy was being channeled through her body. 
So it's not actual channeling in, in the sense that she wasn't even there. But uh, in when when Don Elkins was asking Ra about the that Roswell business, uh, I think it was one. That's when Ra explained that the reason the, the the unit went the that particular craft went down is not because it malfunctioned. It's just that um, it was not. Uh, it's how can I say this? In order for anything to manifest, there has to be a, um, a thought behind it to allow it to manifest. And this had gone. Come, this ship is is coming into into a reality where it doesn't exist. It, it, it has. There's nobody thinking of it. There's nothing aware of it. So uh, it was incompatible with the reality at the moment. So the thing, the 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 craft actually just turned off. That's why that's why it crashed because it it's it, there's not there's no there's no thought sustaining it every, every in fact you said it best um, for anything to be able to exist there has to be a thought behind it sustaining it uh, if there is no thought behind it there's no way to manifest it into the reality uh, am I making any sense? <laughs> Yes, and it, it, it's, it just proves, you know, the concept of witnessing. So for all of this stuff to work, <clears throat> it needs the human mind consciousness engaged in it. So to go back to what we were talking about there, I don't know what they've got in mind for this. <laughs> I do know that this is a that this is connected energetically to the Atlantean pyramids that are right off the coast. You remember that um, some time ago there was a huge storm that came through the area and some divers shortly after that saw, took pictures of these blue pyramids under, like, off the coast of the Bahamas. And then the sand came back in and covered them up again. But that's one of the main working vortexes because they they knew about this stuff in the time of Atlantis. And it can't be used because it's underwater. So what they did was they sort of artificially made this particular point on the land here um, connecting to Atlantis. And the interesting thing about this whole property is that it was used for um, a pineapple plantation. That's about the only thing that the land was actually used for. There's one little house on it. There's actually six acres the same. I, they get, I'm describing all six acres. There's one house on it, on an acre of land in South Florida, one of the most you know expensive real estate areas in, in the world. In a paradise place, everybody wants to come here, especially now. <laughs> and the, it was like walking into a, a you know a, a park or something, and here I, I get this stu- this place for fifty thousand dollars. This was back in eighty three. Fifty thousand dollars. It was like nutty, and still because I was a poor working kid, you know, um, I didn't have the equity to be able to get a loan because of the interest rates. And three days after they turned me down for the 
you know, bank. The real estate agent calls back and he says, the interest rates just went crash. They were like, I don't know, over 11 and they had gone down to like 9, which put me in just, you know, I could just do it. So in three days, you know, oh, God, we didn't get, she doesn't have enough money. Oh, crash the interest rates. You know, <laughs> She's got to be on this property. So I've been on this property for uh, going 33 years, I think. Now, the key here is that the property itself is still pristine in many ways. It has not had human activity on it. And because of the area, we're we're pretty protected from any electromagnetic, you know, the heavy duty waves at all. And I would go back out into the to the backyard, and at one time a river flowed between my yard and Sandy's yard behind me, and they dammed it off when they did flood work throughout the area. They dam well, they didn't dam it off actually. They they used the canal to move it to a different place. But the reality is, is this was a, a place of where a river existed, and Native Americans lived here. This was when I would go out there, I could feel the family that lived right here on this. You know, it was more than a family. I mean, a family at that time was a number of people, but that lived right on that river. So the river, I mean, the the property is like pristine, really, regarding energies. And, um, you know, then they got me here and taught me all about the energies on the property. And, you know, it's just like, like I say, I have a magical life because I've been just going with the flow and being trained in many, many different woo-woo metaphysical stuff. And at the same time, be able to, you know, walk the walk within the, you know, accepted science. Well, semi-accepted. <laughs> Quantum physics is, is, you know, everybody knows about it, but... The true, I think it's probably dying down now, but you know, a lot of people wouldn't pay any attention to the quantum physicists when it first started out in the 70s because it was just the, well, the first thing that they stumbled on was you needed consciousness in order to be able to uh, manifest anything. And uh, I probably talked for this entire hour. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. My name is Nancy Hopkins. It's February 2nd, 2021. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And um, so is there anything you thought maybe we should add to that um, discussion of Eagle? Walt, are you back? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just muted. Oh, okay. Well, like I said, we the rest of the story is... In front of us. Because we got to see what, okay, what's going to happen, like, maybe, uh, heaven forbid, we should get another hurricane, but it should it should get deflected. I don't care which way it goes, but it has no, no business being there at all. <laughs> That's the way I so, look at it. <clears throat> it's my reality, and I don't want any more of this storming and flooding and... You know. Yeah. So. I'm back. I'm. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I didn't know if you'd left. <laughs> no. Well, I kind of did. I made a trip to the bathroom. Well, good for you. <laughs> good for you. I would have made it longer if I'd known you had to. 
I don't know. I don't know I where all those know. songs were. So <laughs> I don't know what's it happening. Must have been meant to be. Yeah, I played that at Shungite show this morning. So I guess. Um. Okay, so <clears throat> now that we've done our science, you know, normally we keep the science in the second hour, but we've done it in the first hour here. It, Dolly, <clears throat> Walt, where are we at in the current affairs situation? I don't know. She, Dolly was saying what the thing that she's ordered. She yep, oh. just put her order. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to talk about the other stuff first. What I ordered, Walt, was I, I put the order in for here in Palm Bay to have uh, sunshiny days and rain showers at night and nice weather between uh, 75 and 80 degrees every day, forever. Mm-hmm. So I put that order into Nancy for the for the dust not dustbuster the other thing the thing you said. <laughs> that sounds simple enough. Yeah, it, the store. Yeah, but it's not really a cloud buster. I mean that that's not the concept behind it. We should we should call it something else. Silver. Well, maybe they they can call it a weather balancer. <laughs> Weather, that's, mo- uh, weather modifier. <laughs> because that's, that's what it's supposed to do, balance the, the weather, you know, make it rain if it's a drought, make it dry if it's if it's too wet. So it's it's balancing. I, I know that I know that Don Craft came up with that term cloud buster, but uh, I I think that's the wrong the wrong thing to call it. I agree. So what do you, so what should we call it? The eagle. The eagle. <laughs> Call it the eagle. <laughs> and you can get your own eagle if you go to newparadigmtools.net. It's that's not even it's not even listed. <laughs> I know, but they can contact you and say, "Look at this is because that's what what I did. I said I want one of these things that'll you know keep me from flooding out." And um, so. You said it's expensive. Are you sure you want to do this? And you tried to talk me out of it, but I was no, no, no. This is what we got to do. And so, yeah, also, also, let us not forget how easy it is to get <laughs> the adventure. Yeah, yeah. Can you get this? Will it get to its destination? Well, it's my, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, my feeling was that they kept it there in Hialeah because Hialeah's got a lot of problems. You know, and it probably just was sitting in, because, you know, it's probably on some ley line because UPS is part of the grid system. Even if it's not a government building, I know these things, you know, you know these things. You know, big business, they know what they're doing, you know. And Walt's was, Weather Eagle. Weather Eagle. Walt's Weather Eagle. But you can if you if you're interested in getting you know Walt's weather eagle, <laughs> just go to <laughs> newparadigmtools.net and contact him. You just send him a message that you want to you know you got a project that you're interested in telling you know you just you talk with Walt like I did. Well, you know this is what I want to do, and then blah blah blah, and um, then I realized no the the guides are involved with it, and I said well. 
Listen, you 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 just you just build whatever you're being told to build, and it's uh, pretty awesome. I'm loving it, and it get it, it get. Well, I was telling Walt Dolly. Um, as a matter of fact, you can probably look at the picture and you'll see it, it's got a shimmer around it. It's, it's, a, it's actually the pipes are beaming it out, not just sending it this cohesive because. <clears throat> The pipes don't normally bend in like that, but they wanted them bent in like that because when it comes in as an angle, instead of eight pipes sitting up there putting a laser beam, eight laser beams, they're positioned so that they start to influence the others and they, they've got a, a really, really intense core coherent beam going off of it. And it's so it's so awesome that the pipes themselves were actually shimmering from the energy. Well, if you if you were able to, because the the problem is once the eight pipes are in place, there's no way to stick your hand in there in the space between the eight pipes. But if you could put your hand in between the eight pipes, that Th that rotation and that center point is counterclockwise. I, I hope you understand that it it, it actually it actually it, uh, it actually has. Well, I can see it going that way. Yes, I understand that. Because it it pulls down, and if there's negative organ in the sky, it's going to pull it down, and then it gets transmuted in the base, and then it gets it gets shifted up again. So it, just, it doesn't just go flow in one direction. It's doing both things. That's why it's balancer. That's that's why there are there are people that are, I have seen other cloudbusters by by not by Don Cross but by other experimenters and people that make cloudbusters, and somebody went out of their way to put one with a pipe in the center. And I said to the person, "I'm sorry, but you just ruined the cloudbuster because this cloudbuster can only shoot or 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 project uh, the organ upwards. Now it has no return path since you've populated the center. Now it can only project outward, and that's it. So I, I don't know what effect you're going to get or what results. This thing is supposed to do both things. It's supposed to project upwards, but it has to pull down the negative stuff in order to transmute it." That's why the cent that's why the center space remains clear. That's you only see resin there. You, there should be no pipe in the center. Now, have you looked at Cater's uh, science regarding this? Uh, he doesn't talk about cloudbusters. Well, he does know or, uh, about them because he does talk about uh, Wilhelm Reich's original. Uh, yes. You know, so but I'm, not about. He, talk, he talks about specifically how the uh, uh, disabling or moving the soft electrons will, like, like for example, if you have a, a thermonuclear bomb, you can actually, if you if you use a cloudbuster to remove the soft electrons from such a device, the device will not explode. That's what he explains. I got it, but and but in this case we're not we're not we're balancing the atmosphere. 
Right, but if I feel like a bomb's coming at me, I can reprogram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see that's that's one of the, the things that I saw when before I even went to the place when I installed uh, this woman's uh, cloud buster in the desert in in California. I, I had that vision of that etheric ship breaking up. So obviously, it must have an impact on the soft electrons in that immediate area. Because otherwise, why would the sh- why would the ship break up like that? Well, I don't think it was specifically the cloud buster as it was the cloud buster with the shungite in it. Because remember, they oh. don't like you to go with shungite into you know a shamanic journey they don't want the shungite around their equipment correct you know so my feeling when you explained it to me was that the shungite energy field was reversing the the i think that well to be honest with you what i saw when you you were first explaining it to me um because you 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 had seen it and I think more like, you know, a remote view. They programmed you because you were in, you know, sort of semi-sleep nap type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you explained what was what you had seen, then I essentially remote viewed what you had seen. Okay? I didn't explain it to you at the mm-hmm. time. But I was remote viewing what you were seeing. And what I saw happening was that the craft itself, the outside skin, was made of uh, fullerenes. Oh. And not not just fullerenes. I mean, it and it wasn't like it was. It wasn't like sh- it's like shungite, but it wasn't, of course, shungite, because shungite's only found in Karelia. It's got its own, you know, unique pattern and signature. But that when it hit the cloudbuster, and that's what you know, probably it was more. Uh, I, I don't know, but what happened was that the skin started to almost scale off, like a fish. If yeah, you were scaling a fish, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I saw. I remember. Yeah, and that and that was because the the cloudbuster with the shungite in it was somehow or another causing that because of the the, the actual shell of the vehicle. Yeah, in the case that when it comes to Shanghai, that that particular cloudbuster is, is it it had Shanghai in it, but it had no Shanghai powder, so the amount of Shanghai compared to this other one is very minimal. This one is you can <laughs> you can say that the the entire the entire resin. I got I got I got I got to interrupt you for a second. I just got a download. Sure. Okay. Now, there has always been, for as long as I can remember, an E.T. ship over this property. And they just screamed at me. That's why we had to move. Uh, So, well, the E.T. ship that guards this property had to shift its position because of the field from the Cloudbuster. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't either until now. I just got a download. It was like they screamed at me. <laughs> That's why we had to move. And, and I'm going, okay, where did you move to? And they're like, they don't even have to be here anymore. Oh. You know, they they watching it from afar, but, you know, for the first time, they had to, they had to uh, you know, retreat from the area because of the power of that eagle. Okay, so if if they if we can 
let's put it this way: if the device is strong enough to impact such a such a machine as they who were monitoring the the area, that means that that you are fully protected from anything the cabal wants to throw at you if they if they have such a plan. Well, not only that, but Mira Largo is just up the street from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's 50 miles away. This yeah. is easily within that range. Gee, they better be careful. No, Because I, I did. I went, uh-oh. Because we've got a, a secret space program that's now the Space Force, right? And I'm going, uh-oh. And they said, no, uh, the ones that are made in the 3D are fine. It's the etherics. Yeah. So, you know, so it was like, oh, okay. You know, apparently we don't have that technology in our stuff. So we're okay. This is the 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 techie people. I just got the word techie people is what they said to me. I don't know what that means. Yeah. The Borg. Oh the Borg. <laughs> the transhumanists oh, it's the transhumanists. Oh, what? this is what about the interesting. Yeah, uh what the, about the, the, the the etheric the etheric influence. The transhumanism. Okay, the transhumanism doesn't make any sense in 3D, but it certainly does in the etheric. And I think that this whole transhuman... See, there's so, there's so many different groups of bad guys. <laughs> you got the Rockefellers. You got the... Um, uh, what's, their, what's their faces? You know, all these rich people. The cabal. And then you got the Chinese people. Not the Chinese people, but the the Communist Party of China. Are they part of the cabal? You know, and then you got the ETs, and it's like there are so you don't know who, who who's the good guys, who's the bad guys. You know, it's our world. It's so strange right now. But apparently, um, the the motivation behind the transhumanism is from some kind of an etheric group. Well, that's kind of good to know. Not 3D. Well, they're working with 3D. Peoples. What do you mean, good to good to know? I mean, that's worse if they're if they're a third because well, they have more impact on uh, on three D people. Yes, yes, but I had this real, real deep seated problem of imagining humanity capable of that scenario, and if this is another, you know, putting a blueprint being put on top of us, not something that we could have come up with, because that's just like the. <sighs> To me, transhumanism, if, if human beings are the ones that are thinking of this, this is like the ultimate evil. It, 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 you know what I'm saying? And so if it's not a human being's creation, conscious creation, and it's something from some etheric or, or dimensional, other dimensional thing, then in my heart that feels better, even though it might be more dangerous. That's, that's what I was referencing. So well, let's let's visualize that as not being in our reality. Well, well, no, because we got the eagle. See, yeah. the, the eagle's going to take that. Just, it's not going to be able to exist in this plane. Not with Shanghai, obviously. Not with this sucker, because remember, it's a grid that's 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 that that's part of a grid system that goes all the way to Bimini. And the landmass of Atlantis, and is tied on, tied up energetically, as a control point for the vortex, the Atlantean vortex. 
So there's a, there's a lot of lot of things that are happening, and I don't I don't know how many people caught the um, show that we played um, earlier today, right after the Shungite show. It was I'm, I'm playing at two to four on Tuesdays, old shows of ours. I call it Cosmic Reality Chronicles, and this one today was with Solaris Blue Raven, and it was done in March 29th, 2016. And it was eerie. It was because of what we were talking about. That back, I mean, that's what was five years ago. How accurate it it really sort of could be if we had said it yesterday. You know, we had we had we had a true vision of what was was transpiring back then. I recommend people listen to it. It was pretty awesome. So, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Dolly, well, you have to give Dolly a chance. I she know, Dolly, yeah. I know. What do you want to talk about, Dolly? Well, I started to, a long time ago, talk about the COVID-19, what the 19 represents. Well, I also have more news on the covid They have decided they need to do a different way of testing. And I saw this on TV, and I think these people need to be taken out and shot, period. They are now jamming the the Q-tip type thing up people's rectums. And they showed the, the, they were Chinese people, so they were little. I'm not sure if they were kids or just little people but they came out walking out their legs stiff they had to lean forward to keep their balance and as they're stiff they move one leg forward and then they try to pick up the other leg and move it forward they're stiff like a v it looks like an upside down v the way their legs are so stiff this they say that they aren't, it's a, a, a more, it's a better way to get to the COVID uh, cells. Well, why would a respiratory situation be better found in your anal passage than in your nose? This, this is, is really sick, getting weird. Sick. And I know it's. I know what you're saying. I know you're saying the truth because it was on Fox. (laughs) So yeah, wow. I'm 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 astounded that the people believe it. I can't believe they would allow it to happen. They they would allow these. Well, they're Chinese people, so maybe they were forced to have it done. Uh, It's it's bad enough. To lobotomize someone up their nose, then to stick something up their behinds like that and make them walk. I I don't know how long that effect lasted. But they were walking to the elevator to try to get in the elevator with, and they, their legs are so far apart. I do not know how they kept their balance, even leaning forward. 
and they could not bend their knees. Nothing could bend it. Stiff. Oh. Well, on Fox, the nervous system. Yeah, on Fox, they were only talking about it. I didn't. They didn't show that video. Where did you happen to? You know, you'll have to send me the link if you can find it. Probably OAN because I've had OAN on but muted except when I see something that gets my interest, and that got my interest. Uh What's OAN? Alternative, a real alternative. One American News is the the name, and the OAN is the initials. It's a news channel. And that's where Trump has said that he will... That's the channel he's going to use when we... I'm sorry, excuse me. When we supposedly go dark, that that's a channel where we can find what uh, Trump's going to be running on the TV. Oh, and you can get it through the Internet, too, if you can't get it on your TV. So, to change the subject and get off that torture... Um, I thought it quite amusing that the stock market thing was named GameStop. Uh, It's exposed what to people who didn't want to believe it or didn't didn't realize it, it. The stock market is rigged like it is. It's just in their face again. Here it is, folks. They're screwing with you. Um, but the name GameStop has been said in QPOS. Uh, like last year, I think. What's one? He said the, uh, the game will stop. Well, there it is. GameStop. <laughs> right there, the words GameStop. They're telling us. Don't give up hope, folks. It's happening. Things are happening behind the scenes. Uh, And one of the the signs was said to be the stock market will crash. Well, they did a pretty good job of mucking it up with that GameStop. And and the Robin Hood, you know business, the group or something. What was, you had the GameStop, which was the stock that they were mucking with, but Robin Hood is a group of... No, stop. S-T-O-P. Stop, stop, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And the Robin Hood was a group of people that came together to talk about stocks. Was that correct? I, I don't know. I don't know about the Robin Hood thing. I don't understand the GameStop other than I thought the name was excellent for what happened. Well, somebody named Robin Hood was involved in it, too, you know, stealing from the rich to pay the poor. Yeah. And I I told this on Say What? Well, so this thing starts up, right? And on the television, on Comcast, they've got The Wolf of Wall Street. It's a three-hour show, and I said, I'm not going to spend that much time, but I'll look at the, you know, hour of it or so to see what, you know, what's it about, really, because you hear about it, but I don't really watch too many movies. So I watched that hour, and then 
I go over to Fox because I want to see Tucker or whoever. And don't lo and behold, I realized I didn't realize it when I was watching the movie, but the movie is based on a real Wall Street stockbroker, and he was being interviewed on Fox. And I'd never seen him interviewed on Fox before. So it was like I had the feeling from the get-go that this was some kind of a Patriot game where, yeah, you had all these amateurs there, but somebody comes along and says, hey, you know, if you do this, this is going to happen. And I think that was part of the, uh, you know, if you want to see, is there something happening behind the scenes? Yes. They just took down the stock market in less than 48 hours. They're saying that a lot of those hedge funds, they're not going to be able to come out. And no, not only that, but they affected the banks. Because the banks yeah, were putting that up. was the best part in my Yeah, opinion. the banks are in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't care you about... You mean they have, to be ba- they have to be bailed out again? Well, they're not going to be bailed out again. But, you know, I mean, if if this whole thing about Nisera is in... in uh, Nisera and uh, Gusera is true then we're trying to get to a new global uh, reset of the financial system. So if the the old system has crashed, not only the stock market, but the, the you know, and I mean, nobody's talking about it the way that they would. Nobody's going to jump out of windows or anything, not like that. But it's essentially the structure of it holding it up. The only thing holding it up right now is probably they've got it propped up. Because they've, okay, they've destroyed the hedge funds. They've put a real crisis situation within the banks. The whole system is falling apart, just like the people that know about this said it was going to do. And it's doing it, but it's a controlled crash. Because they forced the issue by setting up this, you know, game The stop. little guys did it. Well, but, prom- but prompted, did it. prompted by the Patriots. The Patriots yep, yep. are behind it, but yes. it, they're but they use the people. The people are coming, Shungite. <laughs> you know, the people were the ones that did it with, you know, but under the under the prompting, let's say, of uh, a plan to take it down in a controlled crash. It's much better to see this happening the way it's happening because it's the hedge fund people that are getting killed <laughs> the the little guys still stand in there you know it's, it's a, a, yeah it's an amazing it's an amazing thing to see so if you question whether or not the patriots are in control and that they're doing what they need to do take a look at that stand back and look at it yeah. you know even if it's timing and remember you know who was it that said this gene no who was it I don't remember who it was, but they said that God, it's God's plan. Oh, Lynn Wood. You know, they asked him, is there really a plan? And he said, yes, it's God's plan. And people are here to enact it. So even if it's God's plan and there was no actual mucking with by the patriots in it, you know, it's still God's plan. Take it down in chunks and have something ready to go to replace it, which is the, you know, the new financial system, the quantum system. And don't worry about it. All the money that you've got, you're going to have. Plus, you're going to get more. 
but you're not going to lose anything. It's not like the stock market crashes and everybody loses their money. That's not happening. If it okay. was, I would have sold, sold my Facebook stock. <laughs> I did Fernando, not. Fernando, that's the next one they're going to do, Silver. They were talking about that today. <laughs> okay, somebody asked me about the Silver thing. If you, first off, don't don't fall into you know uh, a fear of scarcity you know get that out of the your, your minds if you go and you you want to uh, you got excess money and you want to put away for your retirement then yes put it in gold and silver although buying right now would not be a, you know a good thing bet wise because it's high the cost is high but you know it's still a, you know it's not it's always going to be worth something but again it could go down, you know. I mean, it's you're you're betting on this, but hey, listen, you bet on the, you know, greenbacks staying up. So that's good. You're not doing it from a sense of scarcity. It's a sense of I'm going to put this away so that you know I've got it. Because like I tell you, I'd rather be thought of as paranoid than stupid. So if you got it, you know. But for the rest of us that you know, we just got what we need to get by. Um, if you if you needed to to if you, if you felt like you wanted to put your money into that, but you don't have too much of it, and you need to be able to liquefy that money. In other words, put it into something you can spend. You can't walk in with a silver coin and say, well, you probably could. But, you know, at Amazon, I've got a silver coin, can I buy something? You know, well, how are you going to determine what the money is on that silver coin? So it's less, it's more difficult to liquefy liquid liquid liquidate the silver and gold into usable currency whatever the currency happens to be um so for don't you know for the i wouldn't go out and run and get it you know that's me i'm telling you what i you know basically i'm not a financial advisor i'm just giving you my opinion on it so you know it's you know i mean it's it's very necessary for um all sorts of things but remember, we're about to go into a different world altogether. And silver and gold, for all I know, could be very, very plentiful in the new reality. You don't have to go and make, you know, dig it out of the ground. You make a concoction of energy and manifest it. Think of the new reality. It's much more fun than the old one. But the old one's kind of fun. I mean, it's not fun. It's tragic right now. A lot of people out there hurting, and we just need to get through this as, as you know, as smoothly as we can. I'm going to paste in the chat room a link, which will take you to uh, where you can see where you can see how they can uh, clone people. They make people. They, they use rubber masks. They make. The uh, AI people. Uh, it's really interesting, and and it tells something else in there that I found very interesting, and I forgot what it is. <laughs> That's the way my mind goes. So, uh, I was glad to see it because it helped to affirm to me 
that I'm not crazy when I say that is not the real person. It's something else because it shows you what they've done. And, and it tells you there's so many of them walking around now, you would be surprised at the number. To a general YouTube page? Seriously? Oh, shoot. Why is it doing that? Because when, when I had it open, it went to the right page. <coughs> Hold on. I see. think you have to put it in yourself. So, in other words, don't just click on it. If you copy and paste it, I think that I think I, that's what I found out. So let me just try it here. I'm just going to take the entire link and I'm going to copy it. And then I'm going to go over here and put it in and see what happens. Yep, that's what you need to do. You need to copy that link, not just click on it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Copy, paste, yeah. But I found it very interesting. And then I happened to see uh, Donna Brazil. That's how I remember the last name. <laughs> on Last night on The Five. She, that was not the real one. That was not the real one. <laughs> She's been replaced. And then I saw... Max Waters, I call him Max Waters because I think it's not a she at all, it's a male. So, but that person being has been replaced too because the real one was heavier set and ugly as sin. The one that's out now is thinner and in that video that I posted in there it, it tells you uh, that they are thinner they they do not gain weight uh, so uh, that's one of the ways you can spot them but Max Waters now is she's one of whatever it is clone AI alien whatever it is I don't know but it's not the the real one. You, you know, you know. There's that that television series, The Masked Singer. And so these people come out and they sing, but they're dressed up, so you don't know who they are. Oh, I saw an advertisement of it. That was so sick. It that was so evil. I I couldn't handle it. I I know. But what what if what if they're going to have something like that? You're going to see Pelosi will come out. And people will say, who's inside the suit? And then you'll find it's Jane Fonda. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Biden will come out and you'll find out it's Jim Carrey. (laughs) I mean, you know, who knows if it, because it's, you, you were talking about that mask thing. You know, that supposedly they've got these masks. It's, it's right out of, um, Mission Impossible. You know, they'd put these masks on and it would change them into whoever they needed to be. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I remember. You know, are they using something like that? We don't know. But wouldn't that be fun? I mean, wouldn't that? That video is more 
it, it explains a heck of a lot more than okay. just my saying that's not them <laughs> all right it explains why it's not them backs me up which is wonderful in my world so how many people do you think are real anymore not many according to that wow yeah wow what a strange story I know I don't think anybody's written this story has anybody written a story about how the entire world's power structure oh Stafford wives Stafford wives well (laughs) that was in there too Stafford wives yep that was very creepy (laughs) well so's what's going on today very creepy Walter (laughs) are you still with us yes I'm listening oh okay you normally jump in when we start telling about stories movies and things there's always a movie that he can I saw that video that uh, Dolly sent oh you did what did you think Mm -hmm. of it well, like, my mom said, this is worse than a horror movie. And I said, what do you think horror, horror movies are based on? Every time they're going to do something, they're going to, they have to publish it. But they get, a, they get, they use a loophole where they announce it, but they announce it as, as fiction. So people say, oh, it's just a fiction. It's, a, it's just a story. Well, it isn't. It's an announcement. It should say official news. It shouldn't say fiction. <laughs> This is, this is the cabal. This is the way they do things. Every, everything they do, they publish it as, a, as fiction. But it's not fiction. It's, it's truly real and it's happening. And the, and the people that get cloned, the joke is on them because, yes, they're cloning the body and the memories that go with it, but they're not cloned. The, the, the original occupant in those bodies is getting killed and they're moving on to another existence somewhere else but that's that the jokes on them they're, they're highly they're just creating highly com, uh, programmable maneuverable uh, servants because you, you notice you notice in the in the movie how they they say that the for example that woman that Tia Tequila who sold who sold herself into cloning so that she could get uh, into into a reality show. I mean, how idiotic is that? Because you're not never going to experience it. Your clone is going to experience it, not you. You're just going to be taken off. <laughs> they don't. They just don't get it. And then one guy was on a show, and he was telling the the host, "I've been cloned. I'm I'm the third clone," and my name is, and he rattles off this number, and and you can tell he's really sorry that he had agreed to do that in the first place. And the, the, of course, the host wasn't believing him, laughing, ha ha ha, that's funny. And he said, "I'm not joking. This is the truth." But of course. The the host didn't want to believe it and just made fun of him, so no one else would believe him. Oh, we're living in uh, what what was that world? Uh, 
fictional world where people would pay to go to uh, this place where they could go to a cowboy scene or or whatever scene they wanted, an old times palace type scene. And Westworld. It would all, Westworld, that's it, Walt. It's like Westworld these days. You don't know who's real and who isn't. It's crazy. But at least things like that video are coming out so that uh, people are being made aware of this stuff. Whether they be choose to believe or not, at least when when it's exposed to them, it won't be such a shock to their system. They was they was saying, Oh my gosh, it was true. That horror is truth. So what we got in an upside-down world here, where the fake news is on one side and sci-fi is on the other. The sci-fi is telling you the truth and fake news is telling you lies. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. It, it, it doesn't get simpler than that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does make people think, I, I don't know what I can trust. Who or what I can trust. Uh, that's a way. Don't trust I, the news. Start by not trusting the news. It's designed to, first off, it's designed to cheat you. Scare you. Then it's, it's designed to keep you in a state of worry, concern, fear, because there never are any good news to make you feel happy and relaxed or anything. Oh, it's about. It's about drama. It's all about drama because that's energy they feed on. So get off the news. Right. It's, 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 remember when I was saying I wish something would happen? Nothing's happening. All that, all that, uh, frustration. Well, things are happening. All the time now, every day. Like uh, earlier I posted where the uh, military came into D.C. More military units came into uh, D.C. yesterday. They're being put up in a hotel that's close to either the White House or the Capitol. I can't remember. One of them. And... There's video of it. It's videotaped. And then I've been watching the White House. And when they show it, I like to see how many lights are on in the White House. Most of the time that I look at it, when they show it, um, there's no lights inside. And... And I noticed today they showed it uh, in the afternoon, late afternoon, and the light was yellow again. The White House was lit up yellow again, Um, but a little later it was back to white. They changed the colors on the outside of the White House, and I don't know what the code is to the different colors, which I would like to know. (laughs) Um, And then 
when they show Biden supposedly at the Oval Office at the desk. It isn't really the desk that's in the Oval Office. And the curtains behind him are so wrinkled up. There's no way in the world that a president (laughs) would have wrinkled curtains like that. (laughs) And it doesn't look right outside the windows. It doesn't look right. They did change it uh, from the parking lot that you saw outside the windows with the car right up close to the window. But it still isn't the right scenery outside. And so I was listening to Charlie Ward today, and he was on with two other people. I can't remember their names. But if you go to Charlie Ward's site, it was recorded on the 2nd. Oh, today's the 2nd. It was recorded today. You can listen to the video. (laughs) I forgot where it's going. Oh, yeah. And the lady said, well, where is Biden? And Charlie said, well, he's in Hollywood. They're filming it in Hollywood at, oh, I forgot the name of the studios. The West Wing where they shot the West Wing. (laughs) It's a name of a producing company. Oh film oh shoot I don't I know. wish my mind wasn't doing that but anyway if you go there you'll hear the right name and all that and and choices that's where they are is in Washington or Hollywood and I thought well that's an appropriate place because <laughs> that's where the actors are and they were talking about they chose actors to uh be Your evil audience people. is saying Castle Rock Entertainment. Yes, yes. Who said that? Thank yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, you Samster. That's it, Castle Rock. And so, when the GOP people <laughs> supposedly met with Biden today, my question is, where did they meet? Did the GOP people fly out to Hollywood? Um, Were the people who met with Biden the doubles, the clones, or whatever? Because they were, it was like uh, the one woman who's supposed to be dead. But they, so I do not understand how this plays out. When? Well, don't they say that Washington is now surrounded, like it's like a prison? So they obviously can't go there to meet, so they have to meet somewhere else. And Hollywood sounds good enough, right? Didn't yeah. you say that it, it's like Washington is all surrounded by barbed wire and whatnot, and it's all it's all yes. closed up like a prison? The so White House they, and they, they the Capitol. Now, something else is, is at play. If they didn't destroy the uh, tunnel system between Washington and California, Hollywood, actually, um, they can go back and forth in a half an hour oh. without See, being seen. I didn't realize no. that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to post in here the pictures of the White House and uh, the Capitol areas. And 
how they're cordoned off with the fences. You might have to <laughs> copy that link and paste it yourself. <laughs> so that'll show you exactly where uh, the map stuff is. If you open, uh, is this the one that I have? You can open up it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let me look. No, that's not the one. I had one. Oh, I bet it's a Capitol building. Get out of there, Dolly. Okay, let's see. Huh. No, this isn't the right one. I had one that shows like uh, evil, evil face just outside of the fence. But... I don't know what I did with that one. I apologize. Washington is just so evil. They've got evil symbols everywhere. It's like an amusement park for the, for uh, the satanic. Yeah. It's creepy exactly. it's creepy city. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I I did not. Isn't, isn't realize it wonderful it. that now people can finally see it, whereas before it was all so cle- cleverly and craftily hidden? Yeah, it really is. I'm trying to look for that one picture. I really wanted to share it with you. I think Mary sent it to me. <coughs> My Aussie Mary. Oh, she sent me a whole bunch of stuff. That's where I get most of my stuff is from Mary. Fernando just put a map up of uh, the D.C. area. Richard Citizen Journalist. And there's the link. I think it's Fernando. Anyway. That might be it. Uh, Fernando. Oh, yeah, Fernando's done one and Ken Weber has That's two. it. That, yeah. oh, who's this one? The, Fernando, uh, look on Fernando's one toward the top where it says East End and the yellow dips down. Look just outside that yellow. Look at that symbol thing there. It looks like a ma- Masonic symbol, but look at the face in it. Can you see it? Which of the two pictures are you talking about? The one, the last one that was posted, Fernando's, in the chat room. Oh, okay. Okay, see, see the yellow line go up to toward the top. <coughs> oh yeah, that's the and yeah. Look to the yeah, right the, uh, where the yellow that's the, dips. What do you call it? That's the uh, compass and the square. Yes, that's the Masonic symbol. symbol. Look at the face in it. Look how evil that sucker looks. Yeah. That does look creepy. Thank you. It's an amusement park for the very, very evil. That's that's the way it will go. Simon Parks is the one who said that if... uh, He says, I don't know what Trump is going to do with D.C., but if it were up to me, I would just raise it with a a wrecking ball. (laughs) I'm with him on that, and then I'd bury it. I'd let it go back to swampland. Yeah, well, it was that's built what on I'm a thinking. swamp. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> See the appropriateness. Oh, Name very apropos. Yes. Now, wouldn't you? Now, wouldn't you think from the get-go that this was really a stupid idea? That they had to spend so much money, you know, filling in a swamp at that time when they could have gone anywhere, but they had to be on that particular geographic point. So they fill in a swamp. Well, they don't do anything without a reason. So they they, they use they use magic at every turn they get. So. If they chose that place, who knows what ley lines or what goes through that area. Exactly. But the yellow line is where the, that's the fence, the yellow line. And and the one on, oh, geez, I touched it and I went kaflui. The one, who was the one that posted what? Fernando? Oh, here yeah. I am. No. Oh, did he post them both? No, Fernando did one and Richard Weber did the other. I, I mean, see I, Fernando I on both names. Oh, on both I, I don't know. Maps. But I, so anyway, uh, the White House, that yellow line, uh, rectangle line, that's where the fence is around the White House. And then the yellow line on the bottom picture <clears throat> is where the fence is uh, on the Capitol building. So if if you were a politician who was supposed to go to the Capitol building every day, would you uh, want to pass through the the gate that's guarded by all these soldiers all the way around it, and the barbed wire stuff is on the inside? I don't think I'd go to work. <laughs> I think. I would skip it because it looks like prison. But they're still Is going to work, or somebody's going to work. Somebody. Who is this person that Anaka has posted? Uh, Kimberly Gogan. I don't see. Hold on. Where is that? He posted. He posted a link on the chat between the two photos. Oh, here. This it's UNN Today press releases. Let me open that up, see what Ratification of Kimberly Ann Gogan as interim oh. head of state. I don't know who this is. Uh, I have to copy and paste it. It opened to something else. January 21st. So that was yesterday. Another person uh, resigned the AG of... Alabama or Georgia maybe? I don't know there was an AG who wouldn't allow any proof to go through and so she retired today and she's a pretty ugly looking woman too <laughs> for immediate release from the office of the interim head of state is restored Announcing the ratification of Kimberly Ann G-O-G-U-E-N as interim head of state until such time as peace is restored on this planet. This is January 21, 2020. During the time of interim government global intelligence agency, GIA, serves as the (laughs) intelligence agency to the head of the state 
until each government can form its own structures for protection and security of the land. This is pretty scary stuff going on. But don't get scared. We're just watching the play. Don't get scared. God's already won. Even even Lynn Wood says it's God's plan. He's already won. We're just watching it play out. So don't get scared. We're already safe. It's already won. Oh, there's that woman I was talking about. But they aren't seeing her name. <clears throat> so I still can't figure out, okay, so Biden's supposed to be in Hollywood. These GOP people are supposed to be at the Capitol building. Oh, you said they go in the tunnel. Right. Oh, yeah. But we've got to uh, sign off here <clears throat> in a little bit. We got oh, two. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, <clears throat> we still got two minutes, but... Um, I, well, actually, oh no, we got less than that, about a minute. So, can you say good night to everybody? Good night, everybody, and don't get scared. Be happy. Send out the good energies. Remember, please remember, send out the good energies to the universe, and ask the universe to send it where, where it knows it's needed the most. The uh, posse asked me to say that to you. I'm done. Walt? What Dolly said. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, everybody, be, be safe. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Preaching, preaching The unknown, unknown, unknown You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. Produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.